ladies and gentlemen. Only two episodes of Dirge left. Mm, And only two weeks, technically, until uh, intermission, integrate. It's going to be something. As of this recording. (laughs) It's going to be something crazy, Mm -hmm. but... Before we talk anything more FF7, we need to give a huge shout out over to the Mosey Gang. Mosey Gang, those of you who are kind and generous enough to throw us some gill, as little as one gill a month. Um, Big shout out to you. Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brianne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, and Ryan. Thank you all very much. And if you, dearest listener, want to be a part of the Mosey Gang, you can find the link in the episode description or our social media bios. But as we always say, your ear is all that we ask for. That's all we need. And just your one just one ear. <laughs> just one ear. If you're you know you're working in the office, you got the, the ear pod in one ear, leaving the other ear open in case mm-hmm. your boss yells at you. Situational awareness is important, folks. Very, very important. <laughs> But today, (laughs) you're way more important than us, please. Um, But your right or left ears shall be blessed with some dirge. Yeah, some peak dirge. Some peak dirge. As it turns out. (laughs) Let's just say we have some high highs and some very, very low lows today. Expect everything in the kitchen sink in this episode. Yep. And we're not even at the end yet. We're not there, but I think maybe by the time we get to the end, end of the episode, we'll be pretty close. Yeah, because there's no, there's really not much uh, left in the next chapter as, as far as just judging by the length of the video. Because uh, that's all I have. Like I've said, I've I've been I haven't watched ahead. I've been as we've been recording these episodes, I watched the episodes that we're going to cover, and I'm I'm waiting to be surprised. And boy, oh boy, was I surprised. <laughs> Uh, by the the revelations that occur in this chapter or these two chapters, I should say. But uh, I think before we get into too heavy of stuff, uh, do you have any? Uh, I, I honestly was looking at this this sort of this facility of deep ground, and I was kind of surprised at how like actually huge it is. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of expecting like it's a, quite deep. You might say. Yeah. <laughs> It's deep in multiple ways. Uh, I was expecting more of like a sort of like just a reactor and like maybe some other things. But like this is like a full-fledged like city down here. And I guess it makes sense because if this was technically supposed to be or at one point was a medical facility and then turned into a lab, I guess. And if it's also supposed to be super top secret, you probably whoever's working down here can't necessarily, you know, go back up you know, top side, whatever right. they want. So they probably, yeah. it's like they built a full city down here for people to live in. Um, <laughs> or, well, I, I'm still not entirely sure at, at what point, like, you know, like deep ground, like the, you know, this military group, like took over this area. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of just, you know, passed by in this part of the game. It's like, yeah, don't ask too many questions. Cause yeah, this, we don't have answers. <laughs> It seems like in very Square Enix fashion, very show don't tell. Going on, we had we had a compromise due to time constraint. Oh yeah, it it seems like we had a pretty much. I'd say seventy percent of this plot is about to be backloaded. 
Yeah, that's that's the like as I was done watching these two chapters, I was like, man, I feel like I totally forgot the beginning part of this game. <laughs> Where yeah, I'm that's like, the yeah, because a lot of it e- didn't even matter in the long run. Exactly, so and far, it's not even in the sense that it's going to be like dense. It's not that there's like a lot to cover. It's just that what there is to cover has massive like implications and changes right. on everything that's just happened. And it kind of cements my uh, my further or my earlier idea of like this should have been a movie or like an anime, a short anime series or something. Because I feel like a lot of that beginning story stuff was just kind of filler almost. For like and and I think everything from when the WRO headquarters got invaded by Deep Ground from that moment forward has been like the actual real story, you know, or like that's mm-hmm. when the plot actually decided to move forward a little bit, and then it's kind of been we've been kind of inching along this whole time until we've gotten to the peak right before this, and now we're we're on the downslope now of the roller things, coaster. Things have completely ramped up ever since Shelk came to our side. Yeah. Like, we've kind of been flooring it. Who would have thought that Shulk would be an integral part of this plot? (laughs) I certainly didn't. (laughs) Like, I mean, I knew she probably would play some importance, but then she has, since her introduction, she's gotten more and more integral to the plot in more ways than one. But, uh, I mean, I don't hate it so far, but as we'll, we'll go into more detail later, there's a little, there's some parts of it I maybe find a little contrived, but at the same time, I feel like what you were saying of like, there's like a big pacing issue in this game where it's just like, you know, we're kind of like, you know, doing around, eh, we don't know much about this deep ground, whatever. And then it's just like now, oh, now we're just going to give you everything at once, all these things, but, uh, including a incredibly long gameplay sequence with uh with a minecart sequence and then there's like a turret sequence and i i gotta say it makes me think i think they can pull this off in remake if playing as vincent feels like this i think they can remake it for sure into something awesome because i i'm a sucker personally i'm a sucker for these types of missions and games where you're sort of like storming the home front yeah where it's like, like you're think, invading yeah. a space and then enemies are popping up from anywhere to keep you from getting to your to your goal to your destination absolutely i'm a sucker for those kind of missions so i think this looks pretty cool and i try to imagine if i put the remake lens on it what it would look like it could, and what it would it play could like pretty good they could do it yeah they could do absolutely it. Um, I think the only, I I didn't really have much to talk about in terms of like, before we start getting into like plot things, there's only one thing that really caught my eye and I I don't know, I haven't really gone back and checked yet, but there's at one point in during this, uh, during this gameplay segment where Vincent fights soldiers, like third class soldiers. And I kind of was like taken aback because I'm like, wait a minute, are does that mean that there are third class soldiers in deep ground or are there, are these like, you know, well, I saw the designs guys that didn't know where else to go. And they're like, yeah, I guess we'll hang out with you guys. I think it might be the former dude. Cause I feel like a lot of their designs sort of mirror that. And they were like, let's just take these soldier candidates and try something new. On yeah. Cause them. like, I was like, I literally, I had to like pause the video and like looked at, I'm like, Wait a minute. We've never actually we've only been fighting, you know, robots and just generic deep ground soldiers basically this whole time and this is the 
first time in the entire game where we're seeing, you know, third class soldiers like they got the the, you know, sleeveless uh, uh, turtleneck on and like the whole nine yards and the sword and everything and the helmet, and I was like, that's really weird. Like that they just would show up. I mean, I guess if there was going to be a point where they would show up, it would be you know, underneath the ruins of Shinra Tower in the super-secret Shinra base, you know? But, like, I feel like this is just this one small section where you fight a couple of them and you don't see them again, which I think is even weirder. That it's, like, just, like, just over in this one little section, you're going to fight these three third-class soldier dudes. And that was really... That was the only thing of, like, real note that I had seen here because that was, like, jarring to me because they, they don't even... They're not even wearing like, the deep ground helmets or anything, or have any other sort of deep ground sort of, you know, like, uniform attire or anything on. Like, they're just straight up, like, the, the ones that we fight in Remake, you know? And yeah. Like, that's really strange. But I guess not that strange considering it's Shinra, but I thought all those dudes would have been gone <laughs> at this point, you know? But, yeah, uh, I, I would agree with you. I probably, it's probably a I thing that I'm thinking that. too much into, and... They're probably like, hey, you know, we'll just have a, another enemy variety. Because I feel like the the last part of this game, not only is it trying to pack as much in narratively, it's also trying to pack as a lot in, like, gameplay-wise as well. Because not only, yeah, like, we're fighting, you know, at this point we're fighting, like, the main bulk, I guess, of, like, the dirge. Like, these are, like, the real, uh, I'm sorry, the, the real deep ground, like, you know, true believers only down here, you know, or the best of the bests, you know. Like there's the I think there's this, even this is where the top of the class went. Yeah, I think there's even like a little cutscene uh, with Vincent like fighting these like more elite looking versions of the deep ground soldiers and I'm like okay you know I feel like this if there was gonna be a time where you introduce like a, an elite squad type of thing yeah, other than now would Vietz, definitely be the time now would be the time exactly but I feel like just seeing those soldiers there kind of threw me for a loop i guess and maybe i was one of those things that i was probably reading too much into it <laughs> and maybe they're just like eh, we want a different type of enemy over here you know <laughs> but you know that's the, that's the glory of uh talking about video games is that you can <laughs> find meaning in things that the the developers are probably like eh, whatever just yeah whatever just throw it here. in there just throw it yeah. in there it'll look fine you know you've been shooting all this same looking guy this whole entire game ah eh, we'll just for this one room, we'll we'll change them up. But then, now, since see, it's if that, in that was one modern room, square, if that was modern square, I'd find it really yeah. Deliberate. I'd be analyzing yeah. every single like, <laughs> because honestly, like this whole like, like I was saying earlier, like this whole deep ground like layer, like main headquarters area is like really interesting, and I, it's kind of sad that you just kind of run and gun your way through it, and there's not really any other stuff going on. You know, I mean, it's not, like, visually, it's not any different from, like, how Midgar looks, I guess, really. No, but it seems like it would make a pretty good hub world. Like, if this yeah. is a place you could walk around and there were side quests and characters like, to talk I was to. not expecting a full-ass city to be down here, you know? So, that's, I just, I, everything, there's so many things that I'm like, I wish they would talk more about that, but they don't, <laughs> as far as I know. But, hey, maybe, maybe we'll see. In uh, in remake, maybe we'll be able to revisit this place in a, in a more modern context, and maybe they'll be in like an actual full on society down here or something. Maybe we gotta like infiltrate deep ground that way. Maybe I was thinking also that because we do see a little bit of like Yuffie 
in in the um, intermission DLC. Like they are in some sort of a Shinra place, but we don't know if, if it's Shinra Tower or like it could maybe it could be another lab like uh, the one underneath Sector Seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I as I was watching this section, I'm like maybe. Do they just like straight up infiltrate deep ground as like this like this whole place? And I'm like that would be really dope <laughs> if we we get to see this place actually a lot sooner than we potentially could be, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's just just another uh, another casualty of this game in terms of like, hey, you get it'd be really cool if you guys maybe flush this out a bit more, and I hope that they do in remake. I think they will, because, you know, obviously this game didn't have a Final Fantasy budget. No. You know? It's it very, didn't... very clear that all the budget, I feel like, that was uh, uh, for this game was put, spent on those CG cutscenes already. <laughs> and the rest was just kind of, yeah, and then the rest goes to Steve Bloom, and that's <laughs> it. And, he, and yeah. he deserves every penny. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he, honestly, I would actually love if they brought him back. I was thinking that too. I'm like, man, I really hope that they do because I know that they didn't bring back. I mean, all the all the cast is new technically from what we've had in the in the past, but but no, you could do Steve Bloom. I feel like you Steve, bring him back. like I don't, I couldn't imagine anyone else doing a Vincent like that. I mean, it's not who who will be better. Who could you get that's better than Steve? I, Bloom? I, I mean, unless they found a guy that sounded like or had that same kind of like raspy but smooth kind of you know like there's a like steve blum has a very distinctive voice and i feel like for vincent's character i literally could not imagine anyone else but me either you know there's also a lot of voice actors out there that i've never seen or heard of so you know like yeah, so who knows most Somebody of the remake cast us. is actually new voice actors which i think is really cool so maybe if they found someone that could do it good you know, but, you know, then I think of, like, the guy that they got for Zack's voice actor in Remake was kind of, eh, not quite what I was expecting, but, you know, there was only a few lines that he had, so. Yeah, so we gotta wanna, give him a little bit more time. I don't want to write him off completely, sober. exactly. But, uh, yeah, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Spe- speaking of that. Uh, yeah, we get to see, we get to see our boy Nero. Wait, do oh wait no 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 I'm I'm going yeah. for, that's yeah you skipped a little skipped bit ahead a little there. bit far ahead sorry we I I saw because I saw the infinite void of darkness and thought that it was him but we do see we do get confirmation that Shelk is indeed alive and she as far as the the way it seems that she's saying because uh, she's in her like little barrier materia and she's like yeah well once my magic runs out I'm dead. I'm like, yeah, I think it's worth uh, noting that Nero's particular technique. Nero seems to have this darkness technique that doesn't necessarily harm you, but more entraps you in a void. And Shelk's response was basically to put a shield around herself. Mm, very, but like uh, she's saying, it can only really last as long as her magic does. Yeah, We're which, for the I first mean, time seeing what happens when Vincent gets absorbed by this darkness. And interestingly enough, it doesn't seem to have any effect on him at mm, all. But before before we get to that, we have a, a character reveal to get to. Oh, yes. And it's not a small character either. It's Vincent's fucking dad. <laughs> and can you guess what his name is, folks? That's right. Grimoire. 
because of course it is. <laughs> like I, I could almost Grimwall see him, Valentine. Like honestly, if his name was like Lucifer or you know, I don't know Alucard because he looks like a goddamn Castlevania <laughs> character. No, it's like we were talking in the pre-roll, and I was saying I was like, I just have this feeling that Square Enix had no faith in their Western localization team. They were like, listen, we really want them to f- understand that the Valentines are vampires, okay? Uh-huh. So we're going to give Grimoire a cape, he's going to have the vampire haircut, and his name will be freaking Grimoire. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's like, I didn't even need, like, because basically the, the, the framing for this this reveal here is that Shelk is in, in her little uh, privacy bubble, um, which is definitely not like in, you know, a... Uh, an allegory for anything else going on with her. Um, and then she's having, cause she's still connected to Lucrezia in her mind. Right. Or they're having like, the, they're right. still part of that, having that mind meld thing. Exactly. So we get sent to the area where we've been, all these flashbacks that we see of Vincent talking to Lucrezia and she's like encased in that giant crystal. We're back in that area. And Lucrezia is like, Oh, Hey, Dr. Valentine. And I'm like, who? Sorry. What? Excuse me, and then yeah, we see, we see gold, good old Grimoire here, and uh, to be fair, I one look at this dude and you can tell that he's Vincent's dad without the game having to be like, hey, Doctor Valentine. Hence the lack of faith in Western localization. <laughs> but uh, but we do learn also that this cavern, or uh, as he says, this grotto. Um, this is the place where chaos is destined to awake. So I'm assuming that it's obviously tied to why she's crystallized there and why Vincent has chaos in him, which we will, this is kind of the point where the things start to, we start to start, uh, start to have a snowball effect happening. Where it's like, oh my god, Vincent's dad is here. And then all this other things start to happen. Um, and we get to see that clearly uh, Lucrezia had a thing for Vincent's dad. And maybe it was, I don't know if it was mutual or not. But it seems like it was. Uh, from the little bit that we see. Uh, it looks like at the very least they were close. Or that that was the doctor that she could trust. Right, right, and I was kind of expecting, uh, uh, I always, what's the other doctor's name? Uh, Gast, uh, mm-hmm. the other scientist. Uh, I, I was expecting him to show up, or in some form, I don't know how he, at this point, because he, he would have been dead, obviously, at this point, but, um, I guess, so this is a flashback, so he could have been around, I guess, for this, but I, I was, I was hoping that he was going to come in at some point and play a part in this, but I mean, Vincent's dad's also good, I guess <laughs> yeah. as like a late game fucking, uh, reveal that, uh, he and Lucrezia were the ones, well, Lucrezia was, uh, well, I, it's still not entirely clear yet. If Lucrezia was working on the chaos stuff before she it's, was, it's yeah, it does. It does seem now I'm, I'm seeing here. It seems like she was like, doing it and then grimoire showed him or showed her that place and she's like oh my god now i can actually do it yeah Um, and they also they touch on too that she proposed a thesis to shinra and she was kind of laughed out of the room 
Yeah, and in a very much kind of like I'll show them sort of thing. Exactly. Um, but man, actually, the the more that I see of Grimoire, I kind of I kind of want to see more of him because he's kind of short lived in this game. You, uh, you he, don't say. He literally he uh well basically from what I can tell here, it kind of looks like uh Lucrezia has chaos or the essence of chaos maybe. Or something mm-hmm. inside of it almost looks like Nero's ability, like kind of like a dark uh, fart gas cloud <laughs> in a, in a tube, and uh, it gets it gets on uh, Grimoire and kills him, like infects him, and then he's like, "I must return to the life stream," and then he just dies. <laughs> Well, it's worth mentioning that you need uh, something particular to control something like chaos. Mm, so yeah, I guess I, I'm yeah I'm gonna assume that this is some... and it's not the Valentine blood. Mm. If it were, then there'd be no reason to be experimenting on Vincent now, would there? Yes, yes, and then yeah, we see him literally turn into uh, uh, life stream dust. <laughs> He gets Thanos away, and it's, like, all happening in this weird, like, kind of dreamscape. Well, I think I think what's going on is Shelk is, in a sense, accessing this memory, this memory data. of Lucrezia. And she's yeah. sort of looking at it, like, from, like, a helicopter view, sort of. And it kind of ties in... Uh, it kind of ties in nice to this next scene that happens... Uh, where we get we go we have even a further flashback from Shelk's perspective, uh, I guess of, of her mother passing passing away, and it's of Shalua telling her, "Oh, it's okay. You know, she just returned to the planet. We'll see her again." Which I feel like the was... talk. Can we just call that in in Midgar? Can we call it the talk? The talk. Yeah, the birds and the bees. <laughs> the birds and the bees, and when you die, you return to the planet. Yeah, the okay. the, the birds and the materia. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think this all this stuff that's happening with Shalua and Shelk, like at the end, again, is more stuff that I feel like I've wanted to see it. But I feel like with all this other stuff going on, it feels like it is going to get buried <laughs> with yeah. with all these other things. So I'm like, I'm glad that we get to see like you know young Shalua and you know they're kind of talking to each other and you know Shelk is starting to remember more and more about who she is and then. Leading on to the next scene where she's in this sort of void space and Shalua appears next to her and is like, hey, is it cool if I go to the live stream too? And Shulk's like, I don't know, probably not. And she's like, ah, don't worry, we'll see each other again. I'm being like, <laughs> it's like, it's a really, actually really cute and serious scene, but I'm, I'm kind of being, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, being chummy about it. But it's actually a really good scene and I... I I'm thoroughly surprised that every time that these two have a scene together, like, it's some of the best scenes of this entire game. <laughs> yeah, they built their chemistry rather quickly. Yeah, it for, was t- really, it was for really two characters that were introduced in this game, and for, I mean, Shalua, I mean, I'm basically going to interpret that she is... I mean, well, she's in a coma currently, right? But she's probably... I, I would assume after this scene, she actually probably does pass. We don't know yet. Theoretically, right? But uh, I think it's all it all makes sense. But also, it doesn't. After this whole stuff with Vincent's dad, it just feels kind of weird that they're just like, oh, but here's also this. But 
at the same time, it also like because the way you know Shulk was talking about, you know, the stuff, or she was you know talking about going returning to the live stream and all this stuff with while she was seeing that memory, it does thematically make sense. But I feel like with all this other stuff going on, it kind of is just like it ah. gets it gets a little bit overshadowed because yeah. the, the thing that I love the most about this is the way it wraps up. You know, after we have that little flashback scene that you you know you talked about. We cut back to Shalua and she starts crying and she's not necessarily weeping. It's just, you know, tears are running down her face. And she and says something like, kinda... well, this, she says something like, oh, this has never happened before. Yeah. And, and, and... I, I like you can kind of see in her, her eyes are like halfway between being orange and blue, which uh, I don't know if that was or it seems like they're kind of fading in and out between, you know, because like when she whenever she powers up, her eyes go orange or glow orange. Right. And I feel like I wonder if that has obviously I guess that's something to do with her ability, but uh, I like that kind of visual n- note of like it's almost like she's kind of not fighting herself, but like there's some kind of something inner is happening going inside on there. of her, you know? Something, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. She's tapping and, and, into something that she she thought she had lost a long time ago. Well, that, that's what I was going to bring up too, right? Because the thing, you know, we've seen, what we've seen a million times is like, oh, look, here's the AI. We created the AI. And look, mm. the AI is learning how to be oh, human sentence. and how yes. to have feelings and how to have empathy how to and have stuff like that. But what I like so much about what happened with Shelk here is that Shelk wasn't necessarily created as an AI. This is somebody who was human, yeah, did have then, feelings, yeah, did was, have a heart, and then yeah. through this human experimentation that Shinra likes all to do, away was and... essentially hollowed out mm-hmm. and then recaptured what she once lost. And I think that's a very unique take on it, right? Because yeah, then it's like, even sure. if they strip everything away from you, you're still a human on the inside and you can still recapture what was taken yeah because I, I just think that's so cool if you remember like back when uh shelk was kind of becoming more a part of the story i was a little concerned because she was saying shit like what what does a human feel what does the emotion you know like that kind of i was like oh no they're gonna do this again aren't they <laughs> and no i was just thir- again thoroughly surprised uh and this game continues even to this point to con- <laughs> to surprise me with uh, all these like good hooks and stuff, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm super happy actually, and it actually makes me think that we the the likelihood of at least Shelk appearing in remake is pretty high. I would say I feel much more confident about Shelk Shalua than I do Rosso and Azul. <laughs> Which honestly, at this point, I I still I feel like they're they are gonna show up, but they're still not gonna be significant yeah and because what you're seeing here is they weren't very significant no. to begin with and i'm like then why did we spend 70 percent of the game on them <laughs> exactly yeah especially <laughs> like i love and yeah especially considering all this other stuff that we're we're getting dumped on us now it's like man like rosso and and azul really didn't matter at all did they <laughs> not in the slightest like and i i knew and i knew i had a weird feeling like with their death scenes and well especially rosso's in the last chapter of a feeling like that didn't really feel like the end of that character, but it was. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. You know, at least Azul had a more proper send off, but, uh, right. Oh yeah. Overall, it's like, man, we focus so much on these two and they don't matter at all. Not it's kind of a shame. And I kind of hope that if they do get reintroduced that either they become even more jobber like, or they actually have some 
I don't know, anything to do <laughs> than, you know, be like, ha ha ha, we are villains and Vice is great. And that's all you need to know. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I want to jump us along to Vincent's confrontation with Nero. Yes. And I need I to humble myself. Very, very long awaited. Yes. Because I, I need feel to like humble myself and take something back that I said last episode. Mm. Last episode, I picked up on Nero seemed to hold his brother Vice in different regards than, say, Azul and Rosso. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, oh, maybe he sees him more on equal footing, and I couldn't have gotten that more wrong. He holds him in even higher reverence than the others. Like, just because he sees him as his brother doesn't mean necessarily that they see him as the equal footing. So, uh, we bump into Nero, and then upon bumping into him, he says, at first, I thought you nothing, speaking to Vincent, I thought you nothing more than a nuisance. However, it seems I can no longer let you run about unchanged. I must protect my beloved brother. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, already is more, I feel like, than, I mean, Rosso and Azul were like, yeah, Vice is great and we'll die for him. But, like, there's not, Nero obviously has a deeper connection Yes. to him than the other two for sure and he mentions that you know vice is the only person who ever loved me and is so the only person i will ever love and i, I kind of like uh i kind of like how poetic nero is because i feel like we were kind of missing that in this mm-hmm. in this uh rogues gallery of villains I did. I do like his voice very, actor, and I like his speech, like his pattern of speech. A very Gact-esque very cool. approach, <laughs> too. Which, considering certain revelations that may come later on, may make a lot more sense <laughs> as to why Nero is uh, very Genesis-y. And uh, maybe, they, uh, maybe they learned a thing or two from a certain... <sighs> guy yeah i don't i was like trying to figure out i'm like what should i actually call i like i don't know he's the dude he's just a dude or maybe he might turn out to be god i don't for all i know i don't i have no idea i can't wait to i can't wait until next week uh (laughs) to find out for sure but uh yeah we get our first uh we got our first actual boss fight against nero and uh i like i like his deal where he's like he's got his guns in each hand and then his wings also have guns and he just kind of walks around shooting a bunch and that's his strategy which kind of when you got 12 guns yeah i mean you know it, it fits in with i feel like rosso and azul were also very much like yeah we're just gonna you know we're we're more about uh you know qual- uh qual- quantity over quality <laughs> in terms of attacks uh which i mean uh, i i'm not i'm not that much hung up on because usually i'm kind of a stickler for like especially for boss fights you kind of want them to be a little varied in a certain sense i mean like and technically they were varied but i think it's more of a problem with this game's kind of core design of like how the combat actually just kind of handles itself anyway that it all kind of feels sort of samey at a certain point um which is kind of unfortunate because i feel like these boss battles are kind of where the game could shine the brightest and Mm -hmm. You know, getting we're getting close to the end here, and this Nero fight just, unfortunately, <laughs> kind of looks like and feels like a lot of the other boss fights, where it's just don't get hurt by them and try to do damage, and that's pretty much it. You know. Mm-hmm. But 
thankfully, the fight actually doesn't go on that long. Uh, and we get even... <laughs> uh, I, I do like that uh, Nero is like, yeah, you know, it's no wonder that Rosso and Azul lost to you. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, oh, someone's, strong, actually putting, someone's actually putting some respect on Vincent's name. And it's about damn time! Yes, and then we uh, we get to see that uh, Nero's ability is very uh, almost anime esque, and I want I want you I want people to keep anime in the back of their mind when uh, as we're getting on to this we're getting towards the end of chapter ten right now, and we're going to move on to chapter eleven. But keep keep anime in the back of your mind because it's going to become pretty relevant in the near future. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we see he has like, I maybe I, it's not fully explained by either Nero or the game so far. But my interpretation of his ability is that he can basically send people into this void. But I think the void exists inside of him, or at least he kind of says something to that. Where he's, you know, I think because Vincent is like, where's Shelk? And he's like, oh, she's inside of me. In her, you know, in a little, a little bubble or whatever. Lost like a little puppy. Yeah, like a little pup pup. And, uh, yeah, we get to see Nero use this darkness ability on uh, Vincent. And Vincent actually comes across Shulk, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty funny. He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> As Shulk's about to give up and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is the end. And then Vincent's just like, hey. I think he's like. No, I love the way Vincent he, has that. He, he hands her, her cell phone. Yeah, I think you dropped this, and I'm like, man, I kind no, of even, wanted more of this Vincent throughout this game. And even the follow-up line where he's like, "If unless you find something appealing about this place, I suggest we leave." I think we should leave. Yeah, but I do like it. I do like it. If we look at this, this, the symbolism here in mm. the darkness, he was able to find Shelk because she's the light. Mm, yes, and so that little and, force and field through, is emitting a light, which I'm sure really stands out when you're in just a pool of darkness. Yeah, and you know, obviously, the the more immediate symbolism of oh, Vincent coming in to save her is you know he's kind of been doing that inadvertently yeah. this whole time. Um, but yeah, we get hey. uh, Nero repeating that line of uh, soul rod of terror corrupts. It's like my darkness would have no control over you, would it? You're like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, and I do, I do, pref- I do like how he refers to his, I guess, his attacks or fighting style as dances. It's like, oh, I guess we're gonna have to try a different dance. Well, he's and, a gentleman after all. Can't you tell very, by the way he dresses? Yeah, very, very. I, I, I'm a sucker for eccentric villains, and I feel like Rosso and Azul were kind of barely scratching that surface a little bit, but Nero just kind of full plunge into that but uh speaking of which yeah baby here we go uh (laughs) probably again i feel like i say this a lot in this game uh but probably one of my favorite scenes in this game so far (laughs) as nero's building up to do his his next big attack we see Yuffie's uh, shuriken get tossed down, and we get the the Japanese drums playing, and uh, Yuffie shows up, and she's giving her hype speech. Uh, Which, man, I would love for Yuffie to be my hype girl. Yeah, because she's really good at it. Just, just go off on one of these speeches anytime I walk into a room? Christ. 
And I love how, and this whole scene is going on, and neither Vincent or Nero are looking at her. She's kind of, she's like kind of perched above them, and neither of them are looking at her. But she's, you know, say, I'll bask in my rays, evildoers, and all this other stuff, and doing all these poses. Uh, The Wu Tai Super Ninja. I mean, hey, if any, if there's anything, and she literally is like, uh, radiating with light when she does this. Um, but as 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 much as I enjoy Yuffie, uh, in and in general, uh, in as far as Dirge of Cerberus goes, she's good for two things: being a hype man and falling on her ass, because <laughs> that's all she seems to do. <laughs> she's pretty good game. at both. She's pretty good at both. But, uh, <laughs> she, just, she, just, she just eats shit all the time. And she never actually gets to do much of anything, I feel like. She just kind of is like, hey guys, I'm here. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna fall on my and neck that's somehow. that's not, not fair. Die. Listen, in a game where Vincent's saving everybody's ass, Yuffie has bailed out Vincent. Right, and it's kind of makes me, exci- it makes me more and more excited for for intermission just because i'm like i really i want there are certain aspects of uc's yuffie's personality that i want to see carried forward and i really hope and from what i've seen so far it seems like she's very much keeping that eccentric kind of upbeatness potentially we don't know there might be you know depending on that you know last trailer there might be some horrible thing that happens that may make her not so chipper and and that (laughs) but uh hopefully uh, hopefully she can uh, soldier on through, but uh, yes. Yeah, so we, <laughs> as Yuffie falls on her face, but I love how like she will constantly she she keeps falling over and banging her head and cracking her neck and all this other stuff, but she still keeps on going. And she's like, she's yeah. practically indestructible. You, I mean, this is the universe. And- this is clear the u- the universe where you grinded Vincent and Yuffie to level ninety. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, she's gonna go deal with the reactor, which I totally forgot that there was even a reactor down here, even though it's kind of like the centerpiece of the entire deep ground area. Right. Um, but it's actually surprisingly, it's kind of I. If there's one thing I will say about the design of the deep ground like city area is that I do kind of like that it's you can always see the ta- the reactor in the distance, but it's never like front and center. You know, it's always just kind of peeking away. And even when you're kind of right at the base of it, it always feels like it's kind of shrouded and kind of behind right. stuff. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, we still don't know like what the deal is yet. And all this other stuff until we actually get inside of it, uh, that we learn some horrible, horrible truths. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we then we get another uh, as we put uh, we put Shulk in a, I'm assuming in a Mako bath, so that she doesn't die because I kind of forgot about that plot point <laughs> that if she doesn't get uh, a she, daily yeah, dose she's of Mako, fueled she on Mako. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and we don't. I mean, I guess she was trapped inside of uh, that little dark dimension there for quite some time. Um, but yeah, as we see, uh, there's a. We see a uh, good old Grimoire Valentine popping up, and then that triggers a flashback. Uh, not my favorite flashback of the game, uh, where Vincent, uh, you know, sees uh, Lucrezia. She has like a, a file of his father opened up on her computer or whatever, and this is after his father's died, by the way. 
um, which he, I'm also learning. Uh, we also learned through this that Lucrezia didn't say to Vincent that she was working with his father at any point, and presumably, presumably, did not tell him that he died. Yeah, I don't. I, again, it's inconspicuous how long after, like how much time. Has yeah, because it's always two seems, events. Yeah, it's like I don't know because she she does say like I didn't mean for your father to die, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like is this the next day or is this <laughs> like because that really my my liking of Lucrezia really depends on how long she waited to tell this dude that his dad died because of her technically. But well, I don't want to put all the blame on her because we don't we still don't know the full story yet. Um but I literally I I like how this is kind of a it started out as a flashback and now is sort of like in this weird like we're inside Vincent's head now because he's like in the he's in the dream but he's also like aware of going on cuz he does like some monologuing of like, oh, I never blamed her for my father's death. I always wanted to see her smiling face. Uh, and, uh, but after that day, the light, uh, what, what did he say? The, the light left her heart. The light left her heart. Uh, and I love, <laughs> the reason why this is not my favorite flashback is uh, because after that whole scene of her being like, I'm sorry, your dad's dead, Vincent. Uh, she runs over to Hojo and is like, oh, and Hojo's like, oh, so you've decided to, to come to me. And she's like, yes, I want your Hojo dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that's really weird. Like, why would you? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that it wasn't that actually wasn't the real line of events that happened. At least I hope not, because I I can't imagine like Lucrezia going to Vincent and be like, hey, I'm sorry your dad's dead. It's kind of my fault, but maybe not really. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Hojo, I want to have a kid with you now. <laughs> like, literally, walk, as Vincent's c- contemplating all this other stuff, just walk over to Hojo next door and be like, hey. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I think I think if I were to wrap my head around what we just saw, if I were at least mm. attempt to wrap my head around what we just saw, I think Lucrezia was well aware that she's dangerous to be around and i think she's almost committed to being a monster and she's Mm. tired of hurting good people so she throws her lot in with hojo because i mean at that point is he's the only person that could like help her realize her research or you know her dream or whatever so i guess yeah i don't want to blame i don't blame her necessarily for going after hojo and you know i don't think she actually has feelings for hojo I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking it's more of a means to an end kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, now now that I'm rewatching this, this actually the way that they frame this is kind of like it's almost like because uh, we we come back on Shelk being like, oh, another dream, and it's interesting because we think that it's from Vincent's perspective, but I th- it's it's almost is like they almost were like in the same dream kind of or like. I don't know. The way that they were framing it seemed like they were connected. Because, you know, we were obviously hearing, you know, uh, Vincent's, like, thoughts and stuff during that time. Uh, so I'm wondering that, uh, may, again, maybe might be something I'm just looking too far into. Uh, I mean, but obviously we know that Shelk and Lucrezia are connected, and naturally Vincent and Lucrezia are connected. So I wonder maybe... Maybe Vincent's like imprinting on her. I don't. I don't know. 
but I think I th- I, get, I think I might just be might be reading too much into you're it. You're gonna fry you're gonna fry your brain trying to wrap yeah your head probably. All and that. I, I I do not, especially considering what's coming up. I do not want to. I don't want to burn my tires out here. For yeah, sure. there's a lot about what's happening where I'm gonna go. Hope they fix that and remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh boy. Uh, speaking of which, we do get another. I, I do like that this this next uh, gameplay. We get section. a nice scene with Shelk where it's like, thank God for Shelk in these last two chapters because she's. Ah, she's they're getting this part right. Yeah, like she is. She is doing. I feel like her and Vincent are. Like their relationship together is actually really good, and I feel yeah. like it's kind of uh, almost on the same level of Shelk and Shalua. Where I'm like, I feel like, man, it's just like a lot of wasted potential. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's I feel like a lot of this game. <laughs> I I feel like I've had that same feeling of like, man, there's just so much wasted potential in this game. But as I have those sort of depressive feelings about that, I also get excited because I'm like, oh, well, we're reapproaching these things in remakes. So hopefully when uh, these events transpire, maybe in, in remake, uh, they will at least, you know, be a little bit more flushed out and not just like, oh, fuck, we're coming to the end of this game. Uh, uh, here's Vincent's dad. Here's all this other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and because I, I feel like this this game definitely had uh, some pacing issues, to say the least. Um, but yeah, as we we're getting we're getting closer in, and actually, I just realized now that this is the uh, the chamber where Omega was being kept, that Kate Sith checked out like a few chapters ago when we first saw Nero. Right. And I kind of forgot that that's where that was. And now mm-hmm. I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, there's like all the green goo everywhere. And I'm like, oh. Because for some reason I thought because Vincent was in Nibelheim at the time. Was that was that when he was in Nibelheim? I think so. Uh, and yeah, I guess now that I'm thinking about it now. Like, yeah, I think Reeve said, yeah, I'm going to go to Midgar and check this other stuff out. But yeah, I guess it's something, it was just like a minor detail that I totally forgot about. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And it, like that makes a lot more sense now. Uh, but, uh, yes. So, do we get, uh, oh, wait, so we, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I think I might've skipped a little too far ahead here, but, uh, well, what, where, where were you going to start? Uh, well, I was going to say, well, we, we, we fight Nero again. Yeah. But, uh, okay. before that, uh, we, we meet up back up with Yuffie actually. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Yuffie gets jobbed out again. But before, before that happens, though, we do finally get to see Vice in the flesh. And, uh, he's looking, uh, I I love how Yuffie's like, is he dead? (laughs) Because he kind of just looks like a lifeless corpse. And, uh, but well, Nero comes up and says, hey, he, he is, but not for long. Uh... And he get you know he waxes poetic on them, and Yuffie's just like what the what's going on here? I don't understand anything, you know. <laughs> like well, poor thank, Yuffie. Uh, thank God because there's no way Yuffie would be able to have like, any grasp on no, any. No, absolutely this. not. And I feel like as you know, watchers of this 
you know, we've been experiencing this game alongside Vincent, and I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so how the hell is Yuffie definitely has the most anything? believable performance here. Where, yeah, where Yuffie, Yuffie's meant to be the audience insert, even though <laughs> Vincent should have been that, I guess, technically. Um, but yes, we get to see... Uh, we start to get our... Our, our inkling about uh, how things came to be when uh, when Nero says, it seems like an eternity since I was granted the knowledge of rebirth. And you're like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's definitely got something to do with rebirthing Vice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because and, Vincent, you know, remarks on the granted part, like, oh, so somebody granted that knowledge to you, huh? Who did that? <laughs> but before we figure that out, uh, Yuffie gets sucked up into the to the into Nero's darkness and starts freaking out, which kind of makes me think like the potential for Nero, uh, especially because I didn't realize that his ability. Oh, we don't really know exactly what his ability does, but I feel like it has some psychological effect on anybody in in there. Like, oh, sorry, my my interpretation of it uh would probably be like he puts you in like a endless dark void and you just kind of go crazy after a while well as as anybody would as anybody would because i imagine that it's not it's not just a matter of just sitting inside this pool of darkness you probably feel immense amounts of pressure because you see she's not like on grounded footing she's almost no she's like floating suspended into the air and she can't even like control which way her body is swinging so it's just no control, darkness, loneliness. Yeah, she was also kind of and- getting swarmed by some sort of orbs, which I'm not sure how that plays into things, but... Well, it's probably some something that sucks the life out of you, right? Because when you think yeah. about when Shelk was in this void, you know, Shelk she, she felt had the her need barrier, to... Yeah. Right, yeah, she had a barrier up, and there wasn't necessarily anything around that barrier trying to get in, but it, it sort of implies that if you don't have that barrier up, you're going to be feeling this pain. There's going to be something about this dark void that when it touches you, triggers these moments of, like, anxiety Yeah, and actually... And now, the Shelk was really composed inside her little shell. She right. wasn't freaking out at all because I guess this darkness wasn't touching her, but because Yuffie doesn't necessarily have that luxury, she really wasn't able to protect herself and thus kind of started spiraling out of control. Well, I uh, apparently had forgotten about this entirely, but Nero does give us a slight explanation, a little bit, uh, where it kind of makes it seem like he even he doesn't truly know like what his ability does, which I love that like trope in stories or like uh especially like in certain animes and stuff like people like yeah i don't know what my ability does like it's just like a void in there i don't know where it goes (laughs) it just i I put things in there and they go away i don't know um but yeah uh, nero says oh oblivion perhaps my darkness it can absorb as well as extract almost anything which... Yeah, and it kind of looks, if you look at those orbs when they swarm Yuffie, it sort of looks like that's what you're starting to see happen. So I'm thinking whatever gets thrown in there, much like when you die, you get absorbed by the life stream. It mm. looks like this is sort of the same effect, that when you die, this absorbs you and extracts you into itself. Yeah, and then in, and he even says that you know some things still remain you know, I guess themselves in there. And he's, you know, he goes on to... Implying Vincent. Yeah, and he's like, oh, things as black as the heart of a demon. And uh, <laughs> the essence Again. of death, it's 
ululations are like a lullaby, and it's like, of course, he's, you know, waxing poetic again, which, uh, I, again, I'm super fan of, super fan of. I'm so, so hurt that this is happening <laughs> at the very end, uh, and I wish we got to see more of Nero, and we will see more of him, but uh, he gets uh, a little extra angry because uh, things are, it looks like things are about to come together in their grand plan and Nero's like, no, I'm not going to let anyone hurt my brother again. And, uh, he drags Vincent into like this boss arena for lack of a better term. Um, (laughs) which we fight near, I forgot. I'm reading my notes now. Uh, (laughs) uh, we, we fight, uh, Nero again. And, uh, do you remember what his, what this form of him is called? No. Mm. So he is basically, it looks like he's piloting these, this kind of like mech thing that has like six arms or six legs, I guess. And this form of Nero is called Iraq Nero. <laughs> and I got Arachn- a big old chuckle out of that. Boy, let me tell you. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. Cause I'm like the, like Azul and Rosso didn't get like punny, form names like azul was just you know because they're not important and bloodburst rosso and then now we have iraq nero i'm like i guess near i you know near i guess if anyone's gonna have a a weird ass name like that uh, i'm glad that it is nero um but yeah then again uh, this is another another unfortunately another boss fight where they try to change it up where there seems to be different mechanics involved, like he's got all these little sort of satellite things that he sends out, and, you know, kind of looks like, well, maybe this fight could be potentially interesting, but it, again, kind of ends up being like, ah, just shoot him a bunch and you, you kill him, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfor- like I said, unfortunately, as uh, a lot of these fights tend to devolve into... And then we, then he, of course, you know, since he, uh, I believe, is going to be the penultimate boss fight in this game, as far as I know so far, uh, he has, that wasn't even his final form, because we get another form of him called uh, Gorgonero. And I, when I first read that uh, on the screen, I thought that, I was like, oh, that's a bad word. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's okay. (laughs) I was like, uh, this seems like a weird time to be putting racial slurs into this game, but all right. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we fight him again, shoot him a bunch, and then he's like, like kind of phasing in and out of existence. I'm not quite sure how to read what's happening to him, but he kind of is stumbling towards uh, Vice's uh, main chamber there, and uh, Yuffie's just sitting on the ground like, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of useless. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, yeah, in terms of this game, you're kind of useless. But, uh, yes, and then we finally, with the moment we've all been waiting for, folks, we finally get to meet Vice in the flesh, and he's awake. And before, before things start taking a turn, I will say that he had a really good laugh. Like, a truly good evil laugh that I feel like is actually a pretty rare to get right. Especially in certain games. Because it's easy to just do a hammy evil laugh. But 
I only give him half credit because it's technically not his laugh, as we're going to find out here very shortly. Um, but yes, Nero's uh, kind of over the moon that his brother Vice has uh, been reborn, and only to be greeted with a uh, Agent Smith-esque uh, hand strike to his gut <laughs> and get yeeted across the room. And uh, Vice says, I'm finished with you. And you're like, what? Vice, why would you... I thought you were brothers, man. Why would you kill your brother? Vice, leader of Deep Ground and guy that we're meeting that was like the big bad all this time. And then, uh, you know, we learn, oh, just as Vincent's body is uh, the vessel of chaos, that Vice's body is the vessel for Omega. Hence the needing for it to be contained. Yes. And, uh... God, there's a lot of exposition that happens in this scene. But, uh, I... I, I, One last cool thing I'll say is that Vice's gun swords are the raddest thing about him so far. And I'm just trying to... Trying to just not get to the point where... We learn, finally, that Vice is being inherited by our good old friend dr hojo so let me clarify Mm -hmm. in case any of the listeners are confused Mm. so (laughs) three years ago when hojo was looking for sephiroth Mm -hmm. he uploaded let's he uploaded his consciousness onto the internet Uh and now that the vessel of vice was available his data was able to reconstruct itself into a new host. So Vice is his own person yes. and has his own personality. And is basically but the being vice mind that controlled. We are being, but the Vice that we are facing here now is, is just Hojo. Hojo's puppet. Which to me was like the biggest, and like I, you know, spoiler, I already kind of knew this uh, going in. I feel like I said that in an earlier episode maybe. Uh, boy, oh boy. Does this feel like a huge <laughs> kind of just like slap in the face of like, oh man, I can't wait to meet this vice guy that everyone's, you know, cl- you know, talking about. And, you know, Rosso and Azul died for him gladly. And Nero's, you know, oh, I need to protect my brother and this and that. And then we don't even get to see vice really as, as himself, at least not until the very end here of this chapter. Um, but yeah, we get a, a a very, very long and drawn out uh, expository scene where they do all these things where like we they have you have Vice's body, but it's Hojo's voice talking. And then there's Ugh. also like a hologram of Hojo that's like teleporting around the room. Uh. And I'm just like, it's so like ham fisted. And I was honestly, as I was watching it, I was kind of like, I was like. Almost, it was, the game was kind of losing me a little bit. <laughs> no, I was it's, just the like, wor- it's the worst part, dude. Because like it was rolling up, it was rolling yeah. up. We could have had this really, really cool climax. And look, not everything about this is bad. It's just the delivery The delivery of it, atrocious. and it just like, I think, you know, now, because I, you got to think about it like now. I feel like it doesn't hit me as bad now, but if I played this back when it came out, I would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> I would have been pissed because I mean I'm not a, 
I mean, uh, it, uh, shocking probably to nobody. Uh, Hojo's not one of my favorite characters in Final Fantasy VII. And, uh, well, you know, I understand that he is kind of like, you know, he was always kind of uh, a problem, you know, and was like kind of like the red herring almost well, of like behind, he was behind everything, but not really because it was like Sephiroth, but sort of also Hojo. You know, but I, I think with, I think I accepted Hojo because Sephiroth was there. <laughs> you know, like if the end of OGFF7 ended with us fighting Hojo and like, you know, like slapping him around on, you know, in the Northern Crater. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. Like, I like the slap fight that Tifa and Scarlet have, but with uh, Cloud and Hojo. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, man. The thing that I actually like about this is I, I like the idea of painting Hojo as the threat because it, at the end of the day it's right. hojo's experiments and the human experimentation that built all of this up that got us into all of this mess and the idea of hojo being the main villain is something that i think it is, makes sense it, it makes perfect it makes perfect sense for vincent because when you look at vincent's character and you look at everything he's been through hojo is, is always the much, one yeah, that's messing behind, it up yeah, yeah. exactly hojo he's is his, always the yeah hojo is Vincent Sephiroth, basically. Exactly. What what Sephiroth is to Cloud, Hojo is to Vincent. So it works that we get to the end here, and Hojo is essentially the villain Vincent needs to face. What but, I really don't like here. I don't like the part think, where yeah. he's like, I was chilling on the in the virtual reality for three years and <laughs> uh, you know, awaiting my uh, I, I hate that he even says, Oh, a neo reunion, you could say. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, man. You can't say that. You didn't and what could make that. something like this what could make something like this way better is that look vice being hojo's puppet is not a bad thing i think that could easily work what's stupid is that hojo's consciousness is in there if hojo yeah. could just be separate from weiss but have weiss as his like puppet who does everything at his beck and call not that it would be that the would, normal vice that would have be been almost, more interesting yeah, to me almost in the way that you saw shelk was able to be hijacked that if you could have vice have something in him that Hojo is able to hijack and control. And yeah. I have hopes that Remake is going to go down this road. Because if you remember when Barrett is physically like bullying him, he says, oh, I'm not one for violence. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not how I do things. So, you know, again, it all works out that, yes, it should be Vincent versus Hojo at the end. But not like this. Yeah, not with it... Hojo's consciousness in Vice. Under, under Hojo's control... Absolutely. Sure. But, yeah. but I think we could think of something better than this. Yeah. And I mean, I under like this scene of like, you know, him, you know, kind of giving the lowdown to Vincent. I mean, under different circumstances would be a great scene. You know, he's like, oh, you know, the only reason that you can control chaos is because of the experiments that I gave, you know, that I did to your body that made your body basically indestructible. And, uh, you know, it's like kind of this whole thing of like, this is supposed to be like Vincent's like reckoning moment. I guess, or, well, that's probably not the right word, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, this is his, like, you know, this is supposed to be the big confrontation with his arch enemy. And Vice seemingly, like, and that's the part, that's the shitty part about it, because Vice really doesn't, uh, he doesn't have any sort of agency in this, <laughs> at least as far as I know. Again, there's still another chapter after this, so I don't know that maybe the last chapter might clear some things up. Not My hopes are not very high for that, but... Um, <laughs> I I do appreciate that they were they tried to be like 
well, you know, I couldn't do it in my shitty body, so I had to, you know, and I wasn't entirely sure if Vice was a construct, or it's, I thought maybe he was created by Hojo and was basically kind of like a, you know, like a surrogate body that, like, it was a contingency plan for Hojo, but I feel like, I mean, I guess technically it still was, but the way that it all comes across seems very sort of like, ah, slapdash and kind of like just the, the delivery of everything, which as, as I said earlier in this episode and I've said in other episodes, it really makes me super interested to see if they can, if they can make this work, like even if they don't change how this ends up, like if Hojo does end up ultimately controlling vice at a certain point in remake, if they can make it make more sense than it does here, Instead of feeling like, oh, we needed uh we needed a bad guy for this and we didn't trust the you know it almost feels like they wanted Vice to be the actual bad guy, but they didn't have enough confidence that people would be down for that. So like, ah, oh, let's make him Hojo instead. You know? Yeah, no, it definitely seems that way because like you said, there's not a lot of fleshing out going here. So for right. it to feel right, you would have to maybe do some sort of insert like that. Yeah, and like we kind of, and we kind of like within remake of what we saw so far, we kind of see them that they're already starting to set up Hojo as, you know, a, as a, a looming a, a and bigger guy. threat. As yeah, a like I, I mean, the, it literally ended. The last shot you got of Hojo in remake was he saw that Genova like was stolen. Man. Yeah, yeah, at the sight of Genova being so stolen, so he's like, "Oh, great, it's all going how I want it." But one like, way I think they could also make this a lot better is like. Stop with the theatrics that need to show us that Hojo yeah. and Vice are one. Just keep Vice with Vice's voice like, and then have him introduce himself as honestly, Hojo. And leave it at that. Yeah, Don't cut it to Hojo's do... voice. Don't show me the transparent body of Hojo <laughs> over his. Just his voice. They could have done that in a flash Hojo. and that's that yeah. would have been enough. Exactly. For him to be like, do the big reveal of like, it's me, Vincent, I'm Hojo, and then it go back to being Vice's voice, that would have been fine. But the fact that it is Hojo's voice throughout this entire cutscene, it's just, it doesn't really kind of kills it for me. It doesn't work, man. And, it you know, it's work. not even like that big of a, you know, it's like, it's meant, it's being played off as like this big, I mean, I guess because I kind of already knew that this was, I mean, I feel like if I didn't know this prior, to, to going over this, I feel like I still would have seen it coming a mile away, you know? And they're trying to act like it's this big, like, oh my god, it was Hojo all along? <laughs> I guess they were kind of hoping that you forgot about the very beginning of the game. Right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, you know, we learned things of, you know, like, oh, you know, he got Nero to be his assistant for all this stuff. Because, like, then as this starts to go on, you kind of start asking yourself, well, how did Hojo... Mm -hmm managed to pull all the stuff off while he was in the fucking digiverse you know <laughs> yeah but uh, and as we find out yeah he had he had recruited nero i guess because he probably you know said to him hey you want your brother vice to be reborn because i guess vice was dead maybe before this and then hojo rebirthed well, he him. sealed away he sealed away he was sealed away so, right because he's the proxy for omega in a way so it's right like, if we let him out we like, gotta keep it, him yeah we gotta over. keep him locked up um, <laughs> so yeah, then Nero helps him obviously not knowing that Hojo was going to take over his body because I feel like if that was, if he knew that was part of the deal, he probably wouldn't have accepted it and exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't end up uh, dead on the floor right now. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. And we get a little bit more uh, explanation is like, you know, 
uh, chaos was born of a impure life stream. I think was he is that was that the words that he said? Yes, a tainted life stream. Tainted life stream. And uh, the Almighty Omega would be born of a pure one, which I still I I feel like they explained that at some point, but I feel like I might have to reread exactly what is the difference between because they were just killing people on mass directly to Omega, and I guess I guess that makes it a pure life stream. I don't know. I have I honestly. They, I feel like there was one point in the game where they tried to explain it, but they didn't go into too much detail. But I feel like it's kind of important to know because it kind of is the crux of how all this stuff works. But, um, you know, we might uh, we might uh, have uh, a little bit more. I mean, there's still another chapter. I'm still, I am have like a tiny little shred of hope <laughs> that the next chapter is just going to start actually explaining things. Uh, because this whole scene with, with Hojo is just uh, him kind of uh, sucking his own dick and being <laughs> like, I'm so fucking cool and awesome and no one, you know, is cooler than me. And then I have this hot, sexy new body. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> but I and I do I do appreciate at the end of everything else. uh <laughs> Uh, I do appreciate that Vincent is just like, I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> Let's just fight. <laughs> just like I'm tired of it, or what? I forgot what he says. Like I'm, I, I've, I'm, I've heard, I've heard enough. enough. I think he says like I've heard enough. And then like Hojo talks more, and then he's like, I said I've, I heard said enough. I've heard enough. <laughs> like, and Vincent doesn't even have anything to say. Which honestly, I don't know what Vincent would say to all this. I don't know what to say to all all this. But we do, we do fight Vice. Uh, and uh, it's one of those uh, you're made to lose kind of fights, which I'm. Uh, it's hit or miss because I there are a lot of games that do that sort of thing, and I feel like you know story wise it makes sense in a lot of if it's done right, you know. Like here, it, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because Vice is meant to be, you know, he's called you know he's Vice the Immaculate, so you're thinking, and he's like the big bad boss man at the end of the the game, so you think, ah, oh, alright, well, yeah, he's gonna be a badass, and and all this stuff, and then we, uh, into, and I, I said earlier, for people to keep in the back of their mind, uh, the term anime, because boy, oh boy, does this shit get anime from it's this point on, <laughs> where, you know, Vincent gets his shit pushed in, and then, uh, we have a moment where uh, Shelk and uh, Lucrezia both. It's kind of I don't know what it's I I don't know if it's like Shelk herself or it's like Lucrezia acting through Shelk, maybe. Uh, I think it's I think, of, it's I think it's the latter. Just yeah. like Shelk was able to kind of have access to those memories. She's kind of channeling, kind of yeah. yeah. Um, and we kind of have a moment of don't give up, Vincent. And she literally says, "You can't you can't have chaos control you. You have to control chaos." And I'm like, what? The- <laughs> this is some like shonen ass shit. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm kind of eating it up. Like, I'm. It's a lot better than the cutscene we just went through. So like, I. Oh, hundred percent. I was like eating it up at this point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just so. It's just so. Like, I was almost. I was half expecting for us to have like panning shots of all the other party members like still fighting above ground. And they'd be like, we believe in you, Vincent. <laughs> Through the power of friendship, we can defeat the big bad. It's anime, baby. But it didn't, it didn't, uh, fortunately, it didn't go that far. 
It might uh, as well have. Might as well have because he has his thing, and then, uh, yeah, we get to, we get to fight him again, and then we kick his ass because <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're I love how uh, I mean maybe because it might be Crabman here, but I feel like this section of like I feel like there's supposed to be something like maybe another form you're supposed to go into, maybe your chaos form. But uh, Crabman does not do that, so this fight just seems like every other fight. <laughs> Which, uh, I, like I said, I don't want to blame that necessarily on the game. That might just be maybe uh, our boy Crabman Gaming over here thought he would have a better time just shooting the Vice a bunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like this. This seems like because this this sort of fight in a game, I feel like, is something where it's like I was almost expecting Vincent to just be in his chaos form. You know, but, or maybe because he's, you know, he's accepted chaos or whatever anime. He's uh, transcended. He's, he's become one with chaos. Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't turn into that chaos form anymore. He just is chaos or whatever. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to hand wave it away at some point. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I feel like at this point when I was, when I was watching this, I was like, I was like so burnt out. (laughs) I was was almost kind of like begging it for it to be over, but we do get, uh, we do get uh, to see, uh, vice actually be himself for like a half a second as uh, Nero. I'm not exactly sure what happened. I, I, I don't know if Nero is like, cause he's like all dark and stuff. So I don't know if like, he's like, a different form or something. They try to, I think the way that they kind of show it makes it seem that maybe a piece of Nero went into vice as well, maybe. And like, I don't know. It's kind of hard because like the game well, obviously does not explain it at all. We'll get, we'll get to it. It's That's more. We'll get okay. To. All right. That, that, all right. Is you, cause for, you know, obviously I have not watched ahead, but you, you have watched ahead. So you, you know, what what is going to be explained and what's not going to be explained? So for a little for, bit, a little bit. Forgive I have, forgive I have my a, forgive my ignorance. But. I have a good enough memory, as per usual with this game. Everything could use a little bit more explanation, but you'll oh, get a little sure. bit of clarification. But uh, yeah, basically, we get uh, Vice and and Nero. Uh, you know they they do their uh, super mega fusion. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's like, uh, Nero's like, yes, let us join together so that no one may ever tear, tear us apart. And Vice is like, yes, let us. And he says, let us go join him. And in that moment, I was like, wait, who? And I'm like, oh, oh I forgot about him. I forgot about that man. <laughs> over there and then even it, if tomorrow is barren <laughs> of promises and that that was the point where i was like oh fuck that, we didn't even get to that part yet like oh no so there is potential for things to get worse <laughs> but i i still have that little shred of hope in me left and i'm actually genuinely excited to get to the end of this game but we uh we get to see uh hojo actually gets seemingly expelled from vice's body and uh gets i don't know i does he does his essence go away we don't really know because actually the chapter ends chapter ends right right there right there and uh as uh vice's 
inching his way towards uh, the, I guess, would be the live stream or, or wherever the, the, the pool of goo where Omega is. Uh, and then, yeah, we get straight cut right to the end of the chapter. And it's like, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, uh, man, I... Strikes and gutters, bro. Yeah, yeah, this... Strikes it was, and gutters. It was one hell of an experience going through this the first time, because I was just like, I can't believe that they were doing all this, and then it just, it ended so quickly. It's like, it, within, tw- like, th- 20 minutes... The game was like, here's all this stuff and how I came to be and all these things. And then, oh, wait, no, I'm dead maybe now. And none of that maybe even mattered at all. (laughs) Although I guess technically, you know, I guess Omega would not have awakened if it wasn't for Hojo's. uh, Yeah, Hojo kind of opened Pandora's box here. Yeah, so thanks, Hojo. Hashtag thanks, Hojo, for bringing us delighting us with this lukewarm climax so far oh joe yeah and i i think i mean i don't know as far as like closing statements i mean i i don't want to i'm not gonna harp on it too much but man i i was expecting something of a mess but not that Talk Not, about tripping and falling on your face. That was a literal dumpster fire, fall on your face, Yuffie style. <laughs> Maybe of. that's what that's been an allegory for. Oh God, time. Yuffie, she's been telling us the whole time. She's been warning us that she's oh, like, oh no, look at me, entrance, I'm the plot. No, speeches, oh. charismatic, and then trip and fall. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, that all being said, I. I am still excited to see how it ends at this point. It's not like I'm not entirely done yet. There, I still have a little bit of fight left in me. And I was a little concerned, as I said in the last episode, that I was a little concerned that it wasn't going to happen. Like I was just going to like tap out and be like, no. And I feel like if I was going to tap out, this would have been the time. But yeah, if the whole reveal didn't make you tap out, nothing will. Yeah. yeah. And I feel it got, it almost got me. I was close. I was the closest that I've ever been through this entire game, which is not really, I mean, I, I don't know. You don't want anyone to be tapping out of your story, but especially not in the, the fucking climax. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think, yeah, there were, while there were, you know, a bunch of uh, bad or, you know, not great things uh, in these. And I think most of it could be chalked up to poor execution. Yeah, right? just, you know, just everything kind of just kind of happening and just like, oh, with no context of like, oh, here's Vincent's dad. Here's Hojo. Here's all this stuff that we're just kind of it's here it even, is. Exactly. It's not even like the ideas themselves. There was no bad. subtle build up or anything. I mean, if there was anything, the 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 yeah, sorry, the only build up that we've had so far throughout this entire game has been the stuff with Vincent and Lucrezia, which I feel like for a lot of the game was kind of spinning its tires until this last bit where we're actually figuring out like how things came to be the way they are. And I mean, I I think I would feel just, just, you know, to do my last, last predictions before we reach the end of this game. I'm hoping that at the very least at the end of this game, that the stuff between Lucrezia and Vincent ends well that there's some sort of closure there that makes sense and 
like all the other stuff I can kind of give or take at this point. <laughs> but I think because since the whole, I would think that the bond between Vincent and Lucrezia is kind of the crux of the story, obviously, aside from the whole Omega stuff. But I feel like deep no, you're down, right to, to say that. I would agree. You know, like this is this is Vincent's game and this is about him and his past and you know, Lucrezia, obviously, you know, I mean, shit, it, for him to be like, well, you know, I just want to see her smile, and if her, if her being with Hojo makes her happy, then I guess I'm going to have to be okay with uh. that. Which, man, like, Vincent is, like, a real OG <laughs> when it comes to, like, man, like, that is some real, true, deep love shit right there. It's like, if you're going to be happy with that, I mean, I guess so, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah do you, bro? Do you ha- do you have any uh, closing thoughts? I'm just gonna say strikes and gutters, bro. <laughs> strikes and gutters, and that you know the ideas like more good than bad. The bad just stings, and the yeah. bad could be done better with some better execution. Yes, yeah. So even like I said, even if even if things ultimately end up kind of going the same way. If they build up Deep Ground and they build up Pojo and they build up Vice even. I want to see more of Vice as himself. Hopefully we get to see that. Hopefully hopefully he's not just a hidden boss uh, in uh, Intergrade or Intermission or whatever. Uh, I don't I'm know fine he's... with that if it means Hojo doesn't possess him. Yeah, I guess. But I also would like to see him like acting in the story with his own agency. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or Sorry, agency of his own. You know, like... I will take that. I could see maybe him and Sephiroth team up. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I'm trying so desperately to like, man, literally anything would be cooler than what just happened. <laughs> pretty much. So I, I have high, have high hopes for square and the bar is pretty low. So I, I I'm hoping, <laughs> I think, uh, I think my hopes will be met, but that all being said, I think, I think I've, uh, I think I've talked these people's ears off enough and yours as well. <laughs> so uh you know I'll I'll count us out this time. You got us on the count out? Yeah, yeah. Yo, let's do All it. All right. 3 2 1 I think that was one of our better ones, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>